This is our second look at 1 Peter 2, 21 to 25, trying to understand how Peter explains the call to the slaves that he's talking to and to us indirectly, call to this, this unjust suffering, which is what the immediately preceding paragraph was about. What credit is it if when you sin and are beaten for it, you endure? But if when you do good and suffer for it, you endure, that's a gracious thing. That's doing good and being willing to suffer for it as a beautiful thing in the sight of God is the this here. For to this unjust suffering you have been called. And the calling, we saw last time, consists in Christ suffered for you in two ways. Before we see them, let's pray. Father, as we look at the second way that the suffering of Christ calls us, not just slaves, into readiness to suffer unjustly rather than returning evil for evil, grant that we would experience the power of your Spirit to do that. I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. So we're called because Christ suffered. He suffered for you, and he suffered leaving you an example. So he suffered for you, substitution, took your place, and he suffered illustration as an example. And that's what we saw last time. The, illust- the illustration and example is right there, and we looked at that last time, and now we come to the for you here. He suffered for you in what way? He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed, for he, you were straying like sheep, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. First thing I notice is that he, he bore our sins in his body on the tree, that is, when he died on the cross, so that for you is interpreted here as sin-bearing in our place. He didn't have any sin. He committed no sin. He bore our sin. So this substitution of himself for us is interpreted as specifically he took our sins. He bore their guilt. He bore their condemnation in his body on the tree. Purpose. That's a purpose. That we might die to sin and live to righteousness. So the point was not merely, and I'll call up 318, Christ suffered for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous. So that's the same thing we're seeing back in 224. And here's the purpose, that he might bring us to God. We get the chasm between us and God overcome 
by this substitution, the righteous for the un- the righteous for the unrighteous. He brings us to God. But here, the purpose is that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. We'll make the connection there in just a minute. But notice, he suffered to leave us an example that we follow. This following here of this illustration or this example would be this righteousness. And the failure to follow it would be that sin right there. So Christ died in our place, bore our sins, so that we might follow the illustration. Do you see what that means? The substitution is the basis of the illustration. If Christ hadn't borne our sins, no way could we follow this illustration, which is why it's so tragic that for centuries, people have chosen to believe in Jesus as an example, leaving you an example, and rejected Jesus as an atonement, dying for you. They don't like this talk about suffering in our place, bearing our sins. That sounds primitive to people. So let's just take Jesus as an example. And here's Peter's comment on that. He bore our sins in his body that we might die to sin and be able to do the righteousness of the illustration. If you try to short-circuit the bearing of your sins, Peter would say, no way will you be able to accomplish this purpose. The next thing we notice is that he says, by his wounds you have been healed. And those of us who are familiar with the Old Testament know, oh, He's getting all of this from Isaiah 53. That's a direct quote from Isaiah 53. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his stripes we are healed. That's what he quotes right there. With his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned, every one of us. To his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. This bore our sins. You can see he's paraphrasing Isaiah 53, only here he quotes it directly. And so all of this substitution, wounded for our transgressions, crushed for our iniquities, stripes that heal us, our iniquities laid on him, all of that is behind these words right here. He bore our sins. His wounds have healed us. Now, look. For, he's, his wounds have healed us. For, and then the rest of this right here explains how it is that the wounds of Christ have healed us. How does he understand this healing here? For, you were straying like sheep, Those are the wounds of Christ or our sins born in his wounds. He bore our sins. What are our sins? We're straying like sheep. What's the healing for that disease, sin, straying? You have now been returned. You have returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls and thus healed. The healing here is healing 
equals fellowship with God or Christ. We are returned to the shepherd and overseer of our souls. Like we saw in 3.18, he suffered that he might, that he might bring us to God. That is, he brought us home. He caused us to return to the shepherd and overseer of our souls. So if you were to ask me, okay, how then, how does his bearing our sins result in our dying to sin and living to righteousness? How does it work? And that takes a lot of reflection, but he's given us a lot to think about. I would say that when he bore our sins, he healed us. And that healing was a taking of straying people who didn't have God as their God. We were wandering away. We wanted to get out of God's fellowship. And he changed us and returned us into the sweet experience of fellowship with the shepherd and, and overseer and caregiver of our souls so that now we have a new relationship with God, a new satisfaction in God, a new enjoyment of 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 peace and fellowship with him. And that healing breaks the power of the attractiveness of sin here and endears us to the righteousness that God performed for us when he committed no sin and no deceit was found in his mouth. And all of this is given in order to describe the calling that is on slaves, yes, but all of us to suffer unjustly without returning evil for evil.